Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 181 of the Hawks Talk podcast and all things Atlanta Hawks podcast, hosted by two lifelong Hawks fans. As always, I'm Jackson, joined today by my lovely co-host, Logan. Logan, how are you, my man? I've said this multiple times, but oops, sorry about that. It's so much pressure to think of something interesting to say every time. Um, so I'm simply not going to say anything interesting. I'm good, Jackson. How are you? No, I'm doing good as well. You know, we've had a couple See, of false games easy. that have gone it's on. It's not easy. Last I mean, I, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, got to put you on the spot to start off the episode. You, but you uh, get the, you yeah, get I mean, script. we've had a couple of. You get to start with a script every time. I don't. It's tough, man. Hey, 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 hey! Whatever we started this podcast, we agreed. I intro it, and that's how I got the script. I mean, if you don't like it, on yeah. a time machine because I'm not changing roles. Yeah. Um. Anyways, back to what the theme of this po- podcast is about: the Hawks. Uh, there's been a couple of games that have gone down since our last podcast. We last podcasted after, I believe it was the, the Wednesday game last week the, against the Wizards. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 It was the wizard chicanery that we were talking about. Oh yeah. That, that was a, that was a bit of a wild podcast, but since then we've had two Hawks go down last Saturday. The Hawks defeated the new Orleans Pelicans in new Orleans by a score of one twenty three to one Oh five. That was on Saturday. And then uh, yesterday, I mean, well, no, two days ago on Monday, uh, the Hawks actually ended up, they lost their winning streak, Logan. They lost the Oklahoma City Thunder by a score of 126 to 117. Really, this podcast is going to be a famous basketball saying, Logan, are you familiar with it? A tale of two halves, but today's podcast is more a tale of two games because, I mean, these games, they were pretty different from each other beyond just the result, you know, one being a win, one being a loss. But, uh, you know, let's start off positive. On a positive note, you know, we like to keep the positive vibes. We like to uh, mainly stay positive so nobody gets mad and clicks off before, you know, they get deep into the episode. <laughs> Anyways, Logan, let's talk about uh, this uh, this Pelicans game, man. 123 Hawks, 105. Uh, pretty sound and convincing win. The Hawks win by 18 points. And, uh, yeah, Trayon had 22 points and 12 assists. That was the headline for this one. Logan, thoughts on the Pelicans game? I actually was not able to watch it live, so I had to sort of rewatch it after the fact. Um, which I have to say, when you get to when you know the Hawks win and you get to just rewatch it after, it's like, it's so nice. It's just such a luxury. Um, but it was, it was, it's one of those games where, like, you, you have nothing really to complain about, and yet you know, like, the team didn't even play their best. It's certainly not for four quarters anyway. So um, definitely one of those things where you look at the the win and like it was a convincing win. It, it was 18 points. Um, I mean, really by uh, I mean, towards the end of the fourth quarter, they kind of just pulled away and, and New Orleans never really had a chance. New Orleans was playing like pretty much everyone, I think, besides like Jose Alvarado. Um, but like Zion was playing, Brandon Ingram was playing, McCollum was playing, uh, Valanciunas was playing. It's not like we beat a, you know, uh, not very talented team. New Orleans Pelicans have a lot of, uh, like, notable players, a lot of really talented players. And the Hawks were just better. The Hawks were just pretty much better. Uh, I'd say really the second half. The first half, you know, we got down by, like, 10 at one point. We went into halftime down 7, which has been a pretty common theme for us this year. But at the same time, in the NBA, like, 7 to 10 points, that's, that's nothing, especially in the first half. Um, now I don't want to be down 10, nothing, you know, to start a game. I don't, I I would prefer the Hawks be up by 10 in the first half than be down. But you know, that that's the basketball equivalent of like a one, a one goal lead in the NHL in the first period. It's just, it's, it's just, somebody is going to score more points than the other team. Um, 
at some point throughout the game and 10 points in the NBA is nothing. So I'm not worried about, you know, I was never too worried. Um, it was just, you never know like Brandon Ingram, he can go on a heater. Um, he generally doesn't do it against the Hawks. We generally play good defense against him. Um, Hunter, big part of that. Jalen Johnson, big part of that. But, um, yeah, it was just, it was just a good game. And, and like you said, uh, Trey Young had a, had a very good stat line. He was very good in the second half. But I feel like the main takeaway was for like the fourth time this season, it was just like the Jalen Johnson show. It was just sort of everyone just every, I mean, what can you say? You just looking at him with, with happy eyes, you know, poet poems fill your heart. You, you start speaking with the prose of, of William Shakespeare. You just, you, you become a new man when you watch Jalen Johnson, you become a Renaissance man when you watch Jalen Johnson play and, I mean, it was it was honestly a Jalen Johnson masterclass uh, on Saturday. So always nice to see. And I, I, you know, I'll be honest, Jackson, I was I mean, you guys can pull up the podcast from the season in 2021, 2022. I was like not complaining that we weren't playing Jalen Johnson because I was like, look, man, he probably is not NBA ready. I don't blame Nate McMillan. Let him go in the G League. But part of me is like. Damn, this guy would already be an all-star if he had Quinn Snyder all three years, wouldn't he? <laughs> like, it kind of sucks. I mean, now, don't get me wrong. it's worth the conversation. He, he's already very good, but he's not an all-star yet. Maybe in a year or two. But if he had Quinn Snyder all three years, good lord, man. He, he'd, he'd already be prime Ben Simmons with a jumper. He'd already be, like, middle-class LeBron. He'd already be, uh, I don't even know. I, there, there's really not that many of these sort of archetypes in the NBA that are actually like good. You know what I mean? Like LeBron sort of the ultimate archetype, Ben Simmons, if he had a, any sort of jumper or confidence on offense, he could have been in that archetype, but that's like it's hard to be the tall, super athletic guy with the handle that can also pass and it's like Jalen Johnson could be in rarefied, you know, company, but uh once again, probably don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but at the same time, it's hard not to when he started like three or four games in the NBA in his, or I don't want to say in his career. I don't remember if he started in the last year, um, but he's, you know, he started like three or four games this year in every game. It's like, oh, 18 and 12. Oh, 20 and 10. It's just, he's just, he's, he's a very impressive player and the defense is good. So that was the main takeaway from Saturday was just like Jalen Johnson's done it again. And another masterclass. I mean, you know what they say, look, the the Atlanta Hawks, you know, basketball weekend looks like Saturday, gather around the family, watch some college football, listen to the Hawks Talks podcast, and on Sunday, we go to the church of Jalen Johnson to watch him play basketball. I mean, come on. I mean, what a player he is. I mean, <laughs> why wasn't he getting minutes, Nate? What did you see that we that nobody else saw? What that is, was that it, That is Nate? the big question. Explain like, yourself. That is the big question. That's like, what was he looking at? What was he watching? I, this is why it. we need, this will never happen. We need Nate Milne to go on one of those like kind of like cringy kind of like, oh, God, this is why they shouldn't sell microphones in stores podcasts. We need Nate Milne to go on one of those NBA podcasts where you're like, oh, God, this is terrible. And the first question that can be asked is, man, what was what was running through your head when you didn't play Jalen Johnson? It's just it's mind boggling, but I'm not here to pile on Nate Milne. I'm actually go going to go in a bit of a different direction. Logan. My biggest takeaway from Saturday's game against the Pelicans was the fact that this is what it's like to have like a legitimately like top five, top 10, whatever you want to call a Quinn Snyder coach. And the fact that Logan, I'm going to walk you through the box real quick. You ready? Second First half quarter. adjustments too. Pelicans 35 points, Hawks 27 points. 
Second quarter, 26 Hawks points, 25 Pelicans points. And then the third quarter, it's a complete shift. I don't know what Quinn said to these guys in the in the locker room during halftime, but it, it, it must have mirrored the Herb Brooks from the Miracle U.S. Hockey Team, Logan. Because that, that third quarter, the, the, the Hawks officially signed the New Orleans Pelicans to belt-to-ass records, ladies and gentlemen. Belt-to-ass records. They took it out on them. And it, it, the Hawks scored 41 points in the third quarter compared to the Pelicans' 23. That's an 18 point differential. I mean, that is that is a belt to the ass. They just got worn out, Logan. I mean, geez, how do you even let that happen as an NBA team? I mean, I'm sure that's happened at all before and will again happen. So, anyways, that's besides the point. I mean, that is that is a shellacking. That is a turkey tossing. That is a <laughs> barn burner, whatever you want to call it. Turkey tossing. <laughs> oh. Good Lord. Anyway, and then in the fourth quarter, it's like not only did they just drop 18, uh, you know. 41 to your 23 points in the third quarter. The Hawks also came out, won the fourth quarter, and with a 29 to 22 in the fourth uh, score differential. I mean, they just went out there. They said, you know what? The games are over, all right? The Quinn Snyder halftime buff speech has kicked in. It is, it's time to give the New Orleans Pelicans the belt, and this game was won in the second half by the Hawks. I mean, you alluded to it earlier when you talked about that, but I mean, just a... Uh, Really, a masterclass of a game. I mean, like you said, Jalen Johnson was phenomenal. 21 points on 8 of 13 shooting, 11 boards, 4 assists. I mean, oh, gosh, dude. Yeah, but, I mean, really just a complete performance by Jalen Johnson. I mean, that sheet in the box will really much just show that. But uh, beyond that, Logan, you know, we also had some good performance by Trey Young and DeJounte Murray. I'll start off with Trey Young, who probably had one of his better games of the season up until this point. I feel like that's pretty fair to say. Some might say it's been his only good game this season. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, we'll we'll touch on that more later. I'll try to stay positive for now, Logan. Anyways, Triang had 22 points. He has a plus 18, 12 assists, five rebounds on a seven of 15 from the field, three of seven from the three point line. And then as far as Dejounte Murray, who we're going to talk about later, Logan, because I'm ready to get it off my chest, Logan. Uh, I have a take, and I think you know we'll talk about it later. But uh, it involves Dejounte Murray and being the Hawks' best player this season. So we'll we'll get into that later. Dejounte Murray, I mean, this game, he really just filled up the stat sheet in all areas. 20 points, plus 13 on the night. Eight rebounds, seven assists. He didn't shoot the best on this occasion, though. Eight of 20 from the field, two of nine from the three-point line. But this was a really complete performance by those three guys. Like, they pretty much, you know, they didn't carry us to victory. They, you know, they got us there, though. And also, just a big shout-out to our guy, Clint Capella, who had 17 points and seven rebounds. But most importantly, Logan, the guy's eight of nine from the field and one of two from the three-throw line. And I know that's, uh, look, for a center, you're probably like, oh, eight of nine is good. But for Capella, it's like, oh, man, that's really good. Like, some nights <laughs> he just right. misses some of the, like, the stupidest shots. It's like, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, an undeniable fact <laughs> that Capella, you know, 8 and 9 from Kelly take it. And also, look, offensively, he did pretty much nothing because he kind of got hurt uh, partially through. But DeAndre Hunter uh, hurt his finger and then basically came back and just played really good defense the rest of the game. He clearly was just sort of grinding through the pain just sort of dealing with it. So uh, we have to give him a little bit of, of, of love as well because, you know, it, it's not like he's filled up the statue, but he did very valuable stuff, um, Hunter did, uh, against the Pelicans now. A little bit different story against uh, <laughs> against the Thunder, but, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, this, like I said earlier, man, really a tale of two games, which I'm sure we'll get into. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Hawks really played well tonight. Good individual performances. I mean, the shooting really wasn't there because, I mean, the Hawks only shot – 34, 34% from the three-point line, which is, you know, 
you know, 14 of 41. So, like, the shooting wasn't there, but, I mean, the defense was. They made the Pelicans shoot 8 of 31 from the three-point line, which is 25.8%. So, all around, just a really good game by the Hawks, a really good win, especially considering that it was on the road. I mean, you, you take those, you know, you know, walk into the New Orleans trap, take over the New Orleans trap. You know, what can we say? That's what the Hawks do, man, except if you're the Thunder. We'll talk about that. I mean, let's, you want to talk about that one now, Logan? Any more thoughts on the Pelicans game? Uh, Kongu was quite good. I mean, really, pretty much everyone played well. Kongu hit back-to-back threes, kind of notably. Um, was very good. I mean, look, the truth is, is like, Valentunis is a guy that I think Hawks fans are afraid of because he always seems to just get, like, 25 rebounds against us and... You know, Capella and Nakongu kind of shut him down. Brandon Egram, CJ McCollum, Zion Williamson, they all like put up okay stats, but none of them really popped off. I mean, it was just a very complete effort. Um, Jalen on both sides of court. Trey Young was very good on offense, especially in the second half. DeJounte did his thing. It was just, it was a good game. It was, it was, I wish we could have played against the Thunder similarly because I don't really mind the Pelicans. I got no issues with them, but I, I honestly dislike the Thunder and, we just we were terrible against the Thunder, and you know, so, so and you know, so ends the four game win streak. Because why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't we lose to the fucking Thunder again? Like we always seem to. I've said it before. I'll say it again, Jackson. Last year, our beloved play by play guy, Bob Rathburn, he had a medical issue live on air against the Thunder, and the players knew. Everyone in the Hawks, like. Everyone knew in the Hawks world, and it was a terrible thing to see. And we played the Thunder that night. I believe it was at home as well. I I, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to speak in facts about that, but I know we played the Thunder that night. And what do we do? We blew like a ten point lead in the fourth quarter against them. I I just I hate them. I hate Sam Presti. I I hate Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's just he's not as good as people think he is. He is he just. I mean I don't I don't know how to say any more crudely but he's just a good looking man that has a lot of money spent on clothes and people just like him because of that it's just homoeroticism nothing wrong with it but that's what it is you know no issues with it but y'all don't care about his basketball you just like him because he's a good looking man which he is power to him i i wish i was six five rich and, and handsome i'm not means I don't have aura, but that man is not a first-team All-NBA level player. Just because he got 12 free throws a game last year and put up 30 points a game doesn't make an All-NBA level player. Giddy is not that good. Lou Dort's the most annoying person in the world. There's no reason he should be taking 18 shots a game. But, of course, against the Hawks, it works. Chet Holmgren, I actually have no issues with Chet. I actually, I actually kind of like him. I think he's going to be really good. He, he got he, a dog. This, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've liked Chet ever since that, like the little stuff about him in high school came out. And it's like this lanky white boy is kind of cooking like he, he's not he's not one of them sucker white boys. He's he's going to be one of the next ones up. I like Chet. Um, I think Sam Presti is incredibly overrated. I think the rebuild is incredibly overrated. Um, I just don't like OKC. I really don't. And what's it matter when the Hawks go out and play like absolute shit for three quarters against him anyway? Right. Like what's what's it matter? We just we never seem to beat the Thunder. They just they they seem to have our number for some stupid reason. I it, it annoys me. It, it really annoys me. It, not only did we lose, but it was an egregious game to watch. By far the worst game to watch since the Hornets lost because the the Hornets loss was similar in that it was just like, wow, the Hawks just don't know how to play basketball right now. And against the Thunder, it was like, wow, they really don't know how to play basketball. Fourth quarter, credit to them, they cut it down to six at one point, but. 
a number eleven with the with the curly hair. Uh, <laughs> didn't feel like winning uh, Monday night. So ever, dude. Sorry to interrupt you. You just know whenever somebody's talking about Trey, they're like number eleven. You're about to just hear the most slanderous thing you've ever heard in your life about Bowen. If they say number eleven instead of Trey or Trey Young or whatever you want to say, if they're like number eleven, just get ready because you're about to hear the most slanderous thing you've ever heard in your life. Uh, yeah, dude, I, I mean, we're already in this deep, right? I mean, look, I get it. Trey Young is Trey Young. He's, you know, we've said plenty of good things. We have entire episodes named We Bow at the Altar of Trey Young. I, I'm not going to yeah, lie. I mean, we, we, we've glazed before. I mean, we, we've got the Krispy Kreme, you know? Oh God, that's 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 not the way I would. Okay, also I want to say one thing before we start the trailing discourse. I just want to say, and I'm really not trying to make. Well, first of all, Logan, I hope you know every Oklahoma City Thunder fan hates you. Anyways, second Me? of all, I just need to say, and I'm really not, yes, they hate you after that rant you just had. Oh, dude. Yeah, oh, no, oh, well, all, all four of them. If they're listening to this, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I, I I I pray that he makes another all NBA team they have to supermax him and then they can't afford to do anything else like i pray that's what happens because he's just like he's a very good player don't get me wrong he's not one of the two best guards in the league or whatever the hell they they voted him to be last year he's just not he's not that guy he's a good player he's he's got aura oh he's got aura i just i don't care and you know what? yeah did did he put 30 on my hawks yeah he did I'm not impressed. A lot of people, Norman Powell's probably put up 30 against the Hawks like seven different times, man. I'm not that impressed. All right. I'm not that impressed. I've seen this one before. And also, I just want to say, I'm really not trying to make light of the situation because obviously it was very serious. I just want to say, thank the Lord that that Bob like medical emergency thing didn't happen when all the damn like, I don't know if you've seen them, Logan, like the NBA memes Brazil accounts were around because I feel like that night, like a Thunder Brazil account would have been like, Thunder win. And then it would have been like a bison eating like, Bob Rathbun or something. I just, I don't know. I thought about that and I was like, oh man, that would have been awful. But uh, yeah, I mean, anyways, let, let's move on to uh, the Trey Young or as you said, number 11 discussion because I, we, we kind of have to have a talk, Logan, because, you know, I saw several people on Twitter saying it. I saw Edub say it. At the end of the day, man, you can say what you want to about the Southern team. They made some ridiculous shots all night. Mm. They had some great performances by, I mean, really Chet Holmgren really stuck out to me. Like, he really did dog the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, he even hit the dagger on us, really. He did. And but also, man, you know, there was like, you know, like I said, some ridiculous shots about Thunder. Isaiah like, Joe, man, just ugh, God, I, I just hate the I'm, Thunder. They just have these stupid ass role players that are just gonna hit four threes in a row, and then they'll go back and do nothing the rest of their career. And it's like, fuck you guys, man. Come on. Where, where do you? Where'd y'all come from? Yeah, but uh. I mean, at the end of the day, Logan, the Hawks, you know, led into the fourth, got that lead down to what, five, six points, I believe. I want to say that was one of those two. And it's just like, we needed Trey Young to step up. And like, Trey Young took the initiative to step up. But at the same time, it was just more of, I I mean, I feel kind of bad saying this, look, it's more of the same as what we've seen this entire season. Like, honestly, up until this point, I mean, it's Trey Young hero ball. And it's just, it was not working. I mean, the game was pretty much lost on that Jalen Williams. I think, I, I believe it was him on his yeah. uh, layup, which was like the, that was like the, oh, that might be it. And then the Chet one was the official dagger. But yeah. in between those plays, you have the Trey Young, you know, ISO step back from 25 feet or whatever. And he gets blocked by Lou Dort. They get an easy dunk. And it's like, well, that's the game. I know DeJounte hit a three after that. And then the Chet, you know, dagger happened. It was just unfortunate. I mean, at the end of the day, Logan, 
we can sit here, we can say, hey, play better defense. We can go over all these hypotheticals, but at the end of the day, Logan, like straight up, like in those moments, and honestly, overall this year, just looking at the season as a whole, outside of you know maybe one or two games, I mean, Trey Young just has to be better, man. I mean, up until this point, it's just been you know all bad. And I'm not saying this by any means to be someone who's just hating on Trey for engagement, you know, reasons, you know, trying to get more viewers, trying to be controversial so more people react to this episode or whatever. I mean, the reality of this is, Logan, and me and you have always been like this. We're objective. You know, this is a fan podcast. We're going to come out here. We're going to be bold. We're going to be, you know, you know, pretty... We're going to be let's real. Not, let's be let's stop beating around the bush. Let's stop beating around the bush. I don't care if he's the best playmaker in the world if he's shooting five of 20 every night. I just don't. I mean, I also, it, it, it's cool if you're getting 10 assists a night, but if you're turning over the ball seven times, it's like, yeah. I'm sorry. It really ruins the 10 assist thing. Yeah. It, it, like, part of me is like, is this what Russell Westbrook fans were like in 2015 and 2016? Is this what it felt like? But Russell Westbrook also, I will give him some credit. He rarely goes five of sixteen because he was at least a super athletic guard that could like just dunk on people. Like Trey Young, just was not blessed with that ability, and and that's okay. You know, I was not blessed with it either. But it's it's just, I don't know if it's a mental thing. I don't. It, it, we we have not needed Trey Young here a ball. The entire point of getting Dejounte Murray was to not need Trey Young here a ball that frequently. You're gonna need it sometimes. But he just it's it's like he still thinks he's playing with Damian Jones and Kent Bazemore and Evan Turner and like Jalen Adams. It's like it's like he thinks that's who's with him sometimes because his his shot selection and I'm not even talking about like the 32 footers because I get it. That's part of his game. That's a part of the spacing sort of initiative for the team. I don't know what else to call it. So like, what are we doing with these ISOs that like? just get stuffed or blocked easily because you got Lou Dort on you and then they get an easy dunk. Like what? There is almost no scenario in which Trey Young should be going five of 18. I just, I just don't care. And like, yeah, you know, Oh, he put up 11 assists. Why are you complaining? He's one of the best players in the world. He is. But on this night, he also turned the ball over seven times. I don't feel the need. Here's the crux of it. I don't feel the need to like excuse everything Trey Young does anymore. I just don't feel the need to. He's not a rookie. He's not a young guy. He's not, a guy that's carrying us to the Eastern Conference Finals anymore. He's in his sixth year. He's on a super max contract. He is the best player on the team, one of the better players in the conference. He's expected to be consistently pretty good. I'm not saying he has to put up 30 and 10 every night, but he's expected to consistently be pretty good, and he's consistently been bad this year. And yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. He's getting 10 assists every game. He's a fantastic playmaker. He always will be. He will be 45 years old playing in, you know, the, uh, the NBA all-star, like, uh, what's it called? The celebrity game. He'll be playing in Ice Cube's Big Three League, if that's still around, and he'll be the best playmaker on the floor. But it's like, at some point, I'm, I, I I cannot look past the, the shooting splits. At some point, you can't look past it. The only game in which he's had an objectively solid shooting split was New Orleans, 7 of 15. Like, against Minnesota, 9 of 22 is fine. I'm not going to, like, really complain about 9 of 22, but it's not good. Every other shooting split has been bad to terrible. 4 of 19, 4 of 16, 5 of 14, 7 of 18, 7 of 15, 5 of 18. The 7 of 15 is, like, the only pretty decent one. He has not gotten over 50% this year, and I get it. He's, like, a jump shooting guard. 
takes a lot of threes. I get it. It's not going to be easy for him to be above 50%. But at some point, Trey, you're going to have to start hitting your floaters. At some point, you're going to have to at least take fewer stupid layups. If you're not going to hit your layups, stop taking them. <laughs> the threes, it's going to come and go, I guess. I guess this is Trey Young. Like, I guess it's just going to come and go. Why is the floater going? Why is the floater come and go? I, I just don't get it. And the only reason why I, I even feel comfortable ranting about Trey Young like this is just because we know he's better. Why should I be impressed with Trey Young for putting up 11 assists against the Thunder when I've seen him do it without turning the ball over seven times and without shooting 27% from the field like 40 times in the past two years? I know he's better than this. So why why should I excuse it? Why should I just be okay with it? Why should I not be a little worried about it? You know what I mean? Like, DeJounte Murray has been the better player for the Hawks most of the games this year. He's been all around better, which is okay. I, If anything, this makes me extremely glad that we traded for DeJounte Murray. Extremely glad that we extended him on the contract we did. But we're getting to the point, Jackson, where it's like, I'd rather pretend DeJounte Murray's the one on the Supermax and Trey Young is the one on the 16 mil a year that got extended for 30 a year. Like, it's getting to that point. I'm sure there will come a time soon where DeJounte Murray slumps and Trae Young drops a bunch of 30 bombs on 12 field goal attempts and he hits five, six, seven threes in the game. But it's like, DeJounte Murray's out jump shooting Trae Young. There's never a universe in which we thought that should happen, but it's happening regularly now. And it's just like, is something broken? Is it mental? Is it physical? Is it just... And, and and my thing is, like, some people are like, well, he's getting used to Quinn's system. Everyone else seems to be getting used to it pretty quickly, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not like Trey Young is the only one person that's asked to handle the basketball. It's not like Trey Young is the only one that's asked to make shots or make jumpers or make layups. Everyone else seems to be adjusting just fine to this fantastic, modernized offensive layout. So why is one of the best offensive players in the world struggling with it? Because he's not spamming a high pick and roll 27 times a game like Lloyd Pierce? Grow up <laughs> like you're on a Supermax. Just hit some floaters for fuck's sake. Basketball Please. version of hoofball to John Collins? I mean, what, what, what do you mean? I mean, yeah, man, it's I mean, it's ridiculous, man. It's like we like I feel like the best thing you said there, Logan, is like we do this because we know he's capable of better like. Honestly, Logan, oh, yeah. like you look through this. Like, I'm not, I'm not so gonna far. bitch at Deandre, I'm not gonna bitch at DeAndre Hunter for ten minutes because he shot two of thirteen last night and one of seven from three. One because he probably is dealing with that finger issue, and two because I know who DeAndre Hunter is. He's not a great, consistent offensive player. He's gonna have a lot of freaking stinkers, man. I get it. That's who he is. It is what it is. I wish he wouldn't have shot the ball so much, but at least they were open and he was just missing. Right? It is what it is. But Trey Young, man. I, we just we've come to expect better from you, man, because we know you're better than this. We know you're better than this. We know it. And that's why I'm comfortable with saying begging, like begging, pleading, figure it out, please, because like something is something wrong. Is there something I can do to help? Number 11. Like, why are we shooting so bad, man? I'm not even talking about just the threes, but the floaters and the layups. Some of these layup attempts are just brain dead. I the ISO ball is occasionally brain dead. It's, you know, I'm probably preaching to the choir. I'm going to imagine that most people listening to this podcast are like willing to criticize Trey Young because in, in my experience, Jackson, there's two factions of Hawks fans. Really, there's more, but being simple, there's people that accept Trey Young as the team's best player. One of the franchise's best player ever may eventually be the franchise's best player ever. Love him, but he has a lot of issues sometimes, and it can cost a team. 
on on some nights and we recognize that and it annoys us. And then the other side is treating Trey Young like he's a deity who can do no wrong because like you've based your whole online branding around him and you feel like this cognitive dissonance when he sucks every once in a while. I and feel like you might be talking about something. <laughs> I'm not talking about anyone in particular, but I'm talking about some presences online and some people online. I'm not talking about one person in particular, I promise, because it applies to plenty of people. But I mean, you know, it's just a thing. Like some people, it's like, why are we why are we giving Trey Young excuses? Like there's a guy completely just just a guy I talked to in a Discord. That's like the dorkiest thing I'll ever say on a podcast, but whatever. And all I said, I, I was just like, again, very I, clear. I'm not a member of this. <laughs> very, very. Yeah, yeah. Jackson's not a member of this. this is a different thing. Uh, very clearly, just like being exaggeratory. I was like, man, fire Trey into the sun, man. He's on his bull. He's on bullshit on some bullshit tonight. And the guy immediately, like within a minute, says, "Ah, yes, the guy with eleven assists, not the guy who went two of thirteen, referring to DeAndre Hunter." I didn't even respond because it's like, why? Why does the eleven assists matter? Somebody's gonna get him. He's turned the ball over seven times. He's five of eighteen. Like DeAndre Hunter's two of 13. Yeah. You know what? He probably should have stopped taking them after he was two of eight or whatever, but at least he has a finger injury and at least he's playing defense. He was a minus three. You want to know what Trey Young was a team where it's minus 18. Like plus minus is flawed, but like the, but the best player on our team is <laughs> the biggest minus on the team. Hmm. <laughs> like I wonder why probably because he was playing like shit that night. I don't feel the need to excuse it. <laughs> like so many assists, I bet it was play- winning basketball. It's like, well, not in this night. It wasn't. I, I would, I would rather Trey Young get eight assists with two turnovers than twelve assists with eight turnovers. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. Like, I, yeah, mm. I, I've done enough. I, I haven't, I haven't let you talk in like seven minutes, Jackson. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. I mean, I do want to say something, Logan. Though I'm about to say two numbers to you, Logan. You ready? You, uh, you, I mean, you know where this is going, but I'm going to say these two numbers to you, Logan. And uh, uh, I mean, you already know what they're for, but, you know, I'm curious if our audience out there can guess it. So we're all going to play a little game. Logan, you're going to play. Everybody at home, feel free to uh, to play along. I'm going to say two numbers. You're going to guess what they mean. And after five seconds, I'll tell you what they are. So the first <laughs> number is 41. And the second number is 30. Now, I'll give you, I'll count down five, four, make your guesses, three. <laughs> Lock it. Lock them in. Now, 41, 41 number recommend is the total amount of field goals that Trey Young has made this season. At this point in the season, after the Thunder game, before the Mexico City game versus the Orlando Magic, Trey Young this season has made 41 field goals and has shot 122 in total. Now, the 30, on the other hand, the 30 is the total number of assists this season alone so far. He's made 41 shots in total to 30 turnovers. Now, I want you to let that sit with you for a second or two and think about how, like, absurd that is. And, like, I know this is, you know, so far most of this has come off like we're haters. Nah, man, we just give it to you straight. We give the, it to you the straight. The issue is that we're lovers. Our issue is that we're not mad. We're just disappointed. If we, were, if we were Bill Simmons, we wouldn't be this passionate about it. We wouldn't be caring this much that Trae Young's shooting, like, terribly. So I'm terribly. sitting at home after the Hawks lost to the Thunder. My dad turns to me and says, Man, they got to trade that Trey Young. That's the Bill Simmons Hawks Talks podcast, guys. Yeah. Just in case you're ever curious what that'd be like. 
Yeah. You know, if we didn't care, if we didn't know Trey Young better, we we wouldn't be making a 15, 20 minute segment out of this. We would just be like, oh, Trey Young sucks. On to the next one. But because we know how good he is, because we know he can he can get 12 assists and not turn the ball over eight, seven or eight times. We know he can take 20 field goal attempts and make more than five of them. He can do that. He can. I've seen it like 50 times in my life. He's he is a profoundly good offensive basketball player. So why is he struggling to make more than four field goals a game right now on 18 attempts or whatever? It's driving me up a fucking wall. I'm sorry. It is. Jalen Johnson's been a better shooter than him this year. It's obscene. Jalen Johnson's whole issue was we don't know if he can fucking shoot. And he's been a better shooter this year. Yeah, like, please figure it out. I'm please. I'm going insane. And you know what's funny, Jackson? I'm calling my shot. Trey gonna have a really good game against the Magic tomorrow. Oh, dude, I, the Hawks, Hawks, Jinx. He's about to have a career. He's about to have a legacy game. Mind you, it's a legacy game, not for the season, but for the career. I mean, it's gonna happen. And then whenever he happens, don't come to us saying, "Oh, haha, look at you, cold take." You gotta be like, "Oh, that's the Hawks, Hawks, Jinx working its magic in real time, baby." You want you wanted to hear some real stuff, Jackson? Every time the Hawks play against a team that has another high-profile star point guard, Trey turns into a complete corn cob. It's got to be mental. Like he sees Shea Gilgis Alexander across the court, and he's I like, "Generally, like I've said this for a while, and he does it with Luca. Like every time they've played ever since their rookie year, and over time, it's grown on to like Shea and whoever else, like Steph, who." Anybody else, like you're saying, like any star, all-star level player, he doesn't play the game and he doesn't play for the win. He plays to the occasion of he's in that mindset of, oh, I don't have to worry about winning this game for my team. I have to I have to beat the guy who I'm trying to beat tonight. So he's he's playing the matchup instead of the occasion. And it's just like, it's like what can you do, man? Like whenever he does that, and like, worst of all Jackson, the he loses them ball. both. <laughs> he loses the matchup yeah, and the occasion. Literally, do you remember the um the uh the Hawks Mavericks game last year, the one that where we like ended the Mavericks chance of making the playoffs. You remember that? Like Good times. I feel like that was the greatest example of exactly what we're talking about. Is like, yeah, the Hawks won that game, but training was a non factor in like the last five minutes of the fourth and overtime just for the fact that it turned it turned it went from okay, it's the Mavericks versus the Hawks to it's Trey Young versus Luke and Trey's mine and Trey was simply playing the match instead of playing the occasion and winning the game. And luckily DeJounte was there, but like it's slowly grown on to he's doing it against the Thunder versus Shea. He's doing it versus uh, the Warriors and Steph. I mean, I don't know. It's it's like, I don't mean to be like this. It's generally an unwinnable strategy. Yeah, I mean, it's an unwinnable strategy straight up. Like Because as soon as he starts doing that, he goes into the Trey and Hero ball mode. And look, we can say whatever we want to. And you kind of said this earlier, Logan, so I'm kind of stealing your flow on this one. It's like, when we traded for DeJounte, it was, let's get another ball handler and someone who can provide perimeter defense. But also subconsciously, we also traded for DeJounte in the fact that, okay, now we don't have to rely on Trey Young to play hero ball every time, you know, we get into the clutch or whatever. And like, I feel like Trey just doesn't comprehend that. Like, like we, the fans do, like the coaches do, like anybody else. Like, I feel like we know, all right, Trey, you have DeJounte, you can defer to him. But in, in Trey's mind, he still has to be the, the hero. He still has to be, you know, Batman, you know. He still has to be the one who shows up and wins the game. And, like, Trey Young is genuinely a player who can do that. Like, we've seen him do this time and time again. Like, the guy has, like, a damn, like, five-minute-plus career montage of, you know, clutch moments. And, you know, he can do it. But at the same time, it's like, we wanted to get away from the Trey Young hero ball. And it's like, it's returned with a vengeance. And I don't think it showed out more than 
against the Thunder, I mean, on that 25-foot step back where Lou Dort completely smothered him, blocked him. I mean, honestly, like, he he destroyed him on that play. It was it was hard to watch, honestly. I'm going to be honest, Logan. After that, I turned the TV off, I'm pretty sure. Um, anyways. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, after that, I mean, that was the game. And it's like, Trey, you know, you don't need to be taking a 25-foot step back on one of the league's best perimeter defenders. It's like, that's just... That's not the shot we need. That's not the shot we want. That's the shot that you want and, and that you, you want to take. You know, you know, a, you know what part of it is as well? He has never once had a coach that he could trust with anything until now. And I don't think he's used to it. He's he's like, I am the Atlanta Hawks for, you know, the first four and a half years of his career. And I mean, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much he was. Like, what was the second best player? John Collins <laughs> for most of that? I get it. But, but Trey... Nate McMillan is not calling the plays anymore. Uh, you know, you're not you're not passing the ball to you're not passing the ball to these scrubs anymore, man. You're you're passing the ball to Dejounte Murray. You got Dejounte Murray on the side. You got Jalen Johnson, an emerging star that you. I mean, because the thing is, we've seen moments of Trey trusting the system and trusting his guys, like literally against the Wizards, I believe. You could hear it on on the broadcast. Jalen grabbed a rebound, and instead of passing it to Trey to run the offense, Trey was like, you got it, Jay. Like, go, go run the offense. You got the rebound. It's not like Trey Young is completely selfish all the time. He's not. He's obviously not. He He's one of the best passers in the world. A lot of his passes are gen. Like, he creates such good looks for his teammates. The offense will be drastically worse with Trey Young most nights, except for nights like against the Thunder where he's turning it over seven times and he's missing... 80% of his shots, but most nights he is an offensive force, but it, it, that's what makes it so frustrating when he seems to just forget that like he has capable people around him. He has like, he has non corn cobs around him. Trey, you can, you don't have to take that shot, man. Like you don't have to do it. Like the offense can probably scheme up and find something better than trying to hit a step back on Lou Dort. Like we're just we're most likely going to find something better. And, and I, I'm just hoping one that his like slump ends because I don't think he's gonna shoot 30, 25, 90 splits for you know the year or anything. And two, that he just he starts trusting the guys all the time instead of you know 80% of the time. And he starts trusting the coaching all the time instead of 80% of the time. You know, it's just like we we lost that game, uh, not solely because of Trey Young, but Trey Young was a big part of the reason why we lost that. And if he's better, because we've all seen him be better a lot then we may have been able to pull off a really, really impressive comeback against the Thunder. And this entire podcast, well, one, the podcast would have been recorded Monday night because we would have been so excited that we would record it Monday. Um, but two, we'd be glowing. We'd just be giving glowing reviews. Oh, my God, this is, we're, we're contenders. We're going to win the championship. Blah, blah, blah. But instead, now we're like been talking about how Treyon kind of is pissing us off for about 20 minutes now. And it's just like, we don't want to have to do this, but... I feel like it's an important thing to talk about because, again, sometimes if you criticize Trey Young, you just get, well, he had 12 assists. Well, he shot four of 75 over the past two games, man. He has 27 turnovers. I, I don't care. <laughs> like, I don't care if he's setting assist records, if he's turning it over, you know, beyond James Harden levels and he's shooting at like Ben Simmons levels. I just don't care as much because we've all seen Trey Young put up efficient scoring stat lines with. 10 plus assists and two or three turnovers. We've seen him do that countless times. He he is an obscenely good player. So we expect better. Okay, I feel like my piece is done. I've probably just repeated myself like six times, but 
It's, <laughs> all right, true Hulk sucks fashion, Logan. Um, I swear, <laughs> you're, gonna, you're gonna ask me like, how many wins do you think we get this season? What do you think Hunter's contract gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> no, even better. I mean, Logan, and this, this might be hearsay. You might, there might be some people to cut the podcast podcast off after I say this, but. At what point do we, you know, go on the internet, go over to fansfo.com slash trade machine and start evaluating some stuff, Logan? Like, I think we both expect training to rebound, but do you think there's any chance at all that idea ever enters your head this season? Like, legit, like, seriously, like, legitimately, legit, like, seriously, no, being funny. legitimately, seriously, okay. no. In terms of being funny, oh, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll bring it up at some point. I'm sure. But I mean, that's fair enough. I was just legitimately curious because, like, you, you start looking and it's like, I mean, hey, maybe, maybe that, that's what we do. But I mean, I, I think we both expect Trey to rebound. It's just frustrating that, you know, he's always been a slow starter, but it's never been to like this bad of a level, I want to say. And also, it's just like the expectations are so much more different now than they were, you know, four years ago or whatever. So it's just, it's just frustrating, man. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, Completely seriously, no, we're we're not we're not getting into, into anything Trey Young getting rid of him related anytime soon. But it, it it is frustrating, you know. It's just uh I we we this is not the time to talk about it, but I have been thinking on my own time, Jackson. I was like, what's like the guy that we acquire next? Like what's the big transaction we make next to like take the team up to the next level? And I couldn't think of it. Um and it's it's not gonna involve trading Trey Young, don't worry. But you you're talking about trading and like we might as well pivot away from the Trayong slander, right? Because we've been doing it 20-something minutes, and I think people might get mad at us if they aren't already. Um, and we don't have to talk about this much, but I was, just, I was thinking, I was like, what's the, what's the big trade we do? Because I, I like our team. I think we're going to win 47 to 50 games this year. I feel pretty confident in that. But we're, I don't think we're winning a championship with this roster. And I was like, what's the next big move? Like, I, It's not going to be Pascal Siakam, you know, say your prayers to... To whatever gods you do or don't believe in, but that's not going to happen. It looks like a good thing right now. I don't think it's going to be for a power forward because Jalen Johnson looks legit. Uh, it's not going to be a center. You got a Kongu. I guess it could be a small forward, but it's like, they, they, you know, small forwards, they're not exactly, they don't exactly get traded around like that when, you know, they're good. And our, our one and two are locked up for several years. And I was just thinking, I was like, man, what, what's the big move? Um, you know, I, I was just sort of pondering that. But um, that that was a roundabout. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> yeah, and I was gonna say, and that's when we come full circle. I think it's to... realistic too, and that's why I said it. I, I you know, obviously, I could throw a dream. Oh, uh, Paul George. <laughs> but I, I mean, know, legitimately, Paul, like Paul George is like it's too old and too much injuries at this point. I, I maybe in another universe we traded for Paul George in 2017 or something, but not anymore. You know. I mean, I, I say Brandon Ingram because, like, the Pelicans legitimately seem like they're bad. Like, you look at the roster, it's very unimpressive. Like, I also, they, I mean, in the same vein, year, maybe it's Zion. Have they really? I thought they sucked. They were, like, 4-1 and one until they played us, dude. Do I believe that? I don't know if I believe that. I mean, yeah, you're not lying. They're 4-3. and three. I mean, Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I thought, I don't, I don't, I thought I don't for think some they're reason winning. they're on the downturn, but. I do know that Ingram hasn't been good this season. I heard somebody talk about that who like actually watches the Pelicans every single night. So I, I can say that one with confidence. Yeah, I mean, uh, which is wanna, a, wanna, makes him a buy low candidate. There you go. But also, their roster is just terrible. So I don't hate their roster, but it's like 
Zion Ingram and McCollum is like a profoundly weird and kind of gross big three. Um, Valanciunas That's like, you is, know, like YouTubers, they do like 2K challenges and they're like, okay, I'm going to spin a wheel and get three players to play on my 3v3 team. All right, my players are CJ McCollum. Haha, he'll play guard. Brandon Ingram. Haha, he's my wing. And Zion. Okay, that's my team. It's like, yeah, you definitely spun a wheel to get those three on the same team, huh? But yeah, I'm not. Yeah, so for, so for reference this year, Brandon Ingram, about 21 points a game, four turnovers, four assists, six rebounds, uh, shooting 50. Get this, 15 from three, 15%, 87 free throws. So, been a bad start for him. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. There you go. <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, is Hunter, beyond the two for 13, you know, he's now three for his last 16 or whatever. But beyond that, like, he's been pretty good. The only thing, the only guy I could really think of, I was like, I guess if you could get Mikhail Bridges, but Mikhail Bridges kind of just like supercharged the under Hunter. I don't know if he I really... I feel like also, like, the thing with Mikel Bridges is, like, he's always just going to have, like, his name... His value is always going to be, like, so much more than what he's actually worth, in my opinion. Because, like, last year, it's like the Grizzlies were offering, what, like, four first-round picks for him? Like, it is the Grizzlies, and to be fair, they're, like, a legit playoff team. But at the same time, it's like, if you're offering four first-round picks for somebody, it better be better than fucking Mikel Bridges. Like, be serious. Like, yeah. let, let's not take the piss here. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I was just, like... The the logical thing is you get like a star wing, but like people don't trade star wings. <laughs> like they they don't they don't do it. And I there's not even that many that are like even remotely feasible. Like the I'm thing about happy, a star I'm wing happy is that it. every thirty but, teams want one, and yeah. nobody wants to trade there. So it's like eh, well, yeah. And like I'm not I'm not upset about it, but the Jalen Brown dream is dead for at least another two years, right? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. I, I just. It's a, it's a weird situation. I'm not really sure where we go. Now, like, there is a universe. <laughs> there is a universe where maybe maybe you make a Trey DeJounte, Anthony Edwards, big three work, <laughs> but that's not happening. Um, so, yeah, and then you turn off the console and stop <laughs> playing 2K Miley. Then, then you turn off. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just trade two first-round picks or Anthony Edwards. Yeah, we did it. Um Anyway, I don't know. I was just thinking about that, but that's that's not now is not really the time for that. But uh, yeah, I don't know, Trey Young. I believe in you, but it's been a rough week or so, buddy. I, I hope you, uh, I hope you remember how to put the orange ball into the hoop, because it makes me a lot happier when you when you do that reasonably well instead of tw- every four and a half shot attempts. But you know, <laughs> we'll see. I mean. I think two things as the season progresses along, I feel like we'll get a better picture of like who's available for trade. Like the only thing I know for certain is that I feel like Chicago is going to start selling off like after Christmas and into the trade deadline, potentially into the all season. We'll see like what's on the roster, but I, I feel like Chicago's done. Honestly, like they're, I feel like they're truly about to hit like the reset button, <sighs> reset button, like not like a soft, like retool, but they're going to rebuild. But also at the same time, it's like in saying that, if you know the trade talk, I don't really want anything from Chicago. Like, I, I'm like Vucevic is an all right player, would, but he's not the type of center I want. I would, I, I would be, I would be okay with having Alex Caruso on the team, but like, I'm I'm trading you like uh like Patty Mills and a second round pick for him. You know what I mean? Like that's all I'm trading you for him. I'm not giving you anything else. But yeah, Chicago's got nothing I want. So 
Oh, that's I know, interesting. Like, with Chicago, like people always bring up like Demar Derozan, who's like old, like he nope. doesn't really match our timeline. He also like doesn't match how we want to play. Like he's a mid range guy. Zach Levine, like Zach Levine, is a solid player who can legitimately like fill up the stat sheet, but also like. I, I don't know if he can win games, you know, back to the we're turning into the Bill Simmons podcast thing. I'm going to say it. And also, I just like don't like his fit here. Like, I feel like if if you have a starting lineup of Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Zach Levine, like Jalen Johnson, Clint Capella, like I feel like you're good, but I don't I don't think you're like a top three seed in the yeah, East. I mean, so, like I don't know. You're, you're marginally if- better than if you have Hunter and you're worse in some way significantly. You know, you know what the truth is, Jackson? And then and then I think we don't have to talk about it anymore. You know what the truth is, Jackson? We got we got at least one, potentially two first round picks this year. We we draft Bronny James. That's what you do. We oh, draft man. Bronny James. You get you, you get the James yeah, I mean, plan in Atlanta. If you draft Bronny, you get LeBron. So it's like, well, there you go. But also, I mean, not to be insensitive, is that is he even playing basketball right now? Like, what's the latest on that? That, that was that, that was that was the caveat. That was the caveat. He's he's clearly going to try and honestly, play. if he if he doesn't touch the floor this year, but he does declare for the draft, some teams take him over first just so they can have the chance of okay, LeBron's coming. Like, that I that, hope everyone knows that. Like, that and like he he could be. I mean, I think he can carve out a role in the NBA. No, he's a legit player. No, he's he's a legit player, but also at the same time, it's like. The man just had what cardiac arrest, I, I believe it was. It's like, yeah. Usually yeah. that's enough for a team to be worried about drafting. I mean, he's a legit player though. Like I watched the McDonald's All American game and he was very legit in that game. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's not relevant for right now, but I was just thinking about it because we had a couple days off. So draft podcasts are far off. Trade podcasts are far off. Let's just enjoy the season. Um, Logan, next thing up, and before we wrap things up, is a bit of a preview. The boys are down in Mexico for the NBA's Mexico games. We're playing in Mexico City versus the Orlando Magic. Let's do a bit of a preview looking at this one, Logan. I'm going to put up, pull up the betting numbers for all of our uh, degenerate gambling friends, of all due respect. Uh, the Hawks are currently... Okay, where's it at? Okay, all right, well, I guess I don't have it yet. All right, the lines aren't out, but the Hawks are... Um, they're favored to win by ESPN 70 to 30, so... There you go. And uh, mm. I mean, well, that has the same record as us, to be fair, but they have a lot more of an injury list and they're coming off of a loss to Dallas. But besides that, I mean, it's a pretty interesting game. We're going to see the Magic four times this year. So this is a good preview. We won't see them again until January 7th. So, yeah, Logan, how do you feel about going into this one? I mean, no, I would like a win here very much, like any game, but this one feels more important since we're on the spot in the spotlight. Also, can I just say it's very dumb that the NBA is doing this whole thing where it's like we're going to play in a different country, we're going to play in Mexico City, and then they put the game on NBA TV. It's like you couldn't just put it on prime time like one time. Like it's literally in a different country. Like that doesn't happen often. Why? Like why would you not put it on TNT or something? I don't know, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like. Look, the uh, the the Magic, they're one of those teams that's going to be good soon, in my opinion. Um, maybe not great, but they're very clearly not a bottom feeder anymore. They're, they're not a team that you like. look at the schedule and you're like, oh, sweet free win. Um, though looking at their wins, you know, they beat the Lakers, they beat the Jazz. The Jazz are looking rough this year. They're, I think, one of the bottom like three or four teams in the league. Um, they, and, uh, <laughs> and they also beat Portland and they beat Houston in the first game of the year. So, um, I guess the magic's wins have not been super impressive. Whereas we beat the bucks, the Timberwolves, the wizards, you know, and the Pelicans. I want, I mean, we need, I, we don't need to win this game, but I, I think we will win this game. I think we're the better team. 
I desperately want to win this game. Uh, and a big legitimate factor is the Magic won't have Wendell Carter. They may or may not have John- Jonathan Isaac. They won't have Gary Harris, and they may or may not have Markel Fultz. Jonathan Isaac, you know, he's a... Uh, it's not been great for him on his road back, but you know, would he, love to be a fly on the wall if Jonathan Isaac and AJ Griffin talked to one another. Yeah, Jesus. Um, <laughs> Lord. Um, Marque- the CIA would also like some recording devices there. <laughs> uh, Markel Fultz, he's all right. You know, th- that's you know, if if the if the Magic ever find their legit point guard, which who knows, maybe Anthony Black is that guy. But if they ever find their legit point guard, that's when they become deadly. Um, but look, you're, you're going to have. Basically, trying to pull up their roster, it's going to be like Wagner, both both of them, both the Wagners, the Wagners, uh, Bancaro, and like Cole Anthony, you know, that you got to kind of take care of, right? Um, look, man, that's just, you had a bad loss on Monday, you get a couple days off, go out and take care of business, you know, that that's sort of my thoughts. Uh, it won't be easy because... Bancaro is a very talented, sort of tough guy to stop. Um, so is Wagner, but like, come on, like, let us let, get to five and three. I don't want to be five hundred again. Let, let's stay let's stay above five hundred for a little bit. Let's uh let, let's get a nice win and let's move on to the Heat, right? Like, I just I really don't want to have to deal with the the pain and suffering of being four and four and then playing in the Heat. And even though the Heat aren't great, they always seem to have our number. I I don't you know I don't want to get into that murky territory so uh take care of business don't let bancaro drop like 40 and 12 on you don't let vag i've said his name like four different times don't let franz wagner i'll just say it extremely american franz wagner there you go yeah don't 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 let him explode on you um otherwise they're starting go-go okay. hey hello <laughs> explode on you all right man just stop the podcast man all right, you know what I'm saying. Just don't let these guys kill you because the truth is we just have the better talent. Like, they got Joe Ingles playing 20 minutes off the bench. They got Cole Anthony playing 30 minutes off the bench. They got Anthony Black as a rookie, play, like, starting point guard. They got Jalen Suggs. Like, they got injuries. You're the better team. Just go in the game, please. Like, please, legitimately. Trey Young, I believe Go to other Mexico, take care of business, and then come back to the, the States. Let's get another win streak going because we were almost at five. And we only got the four because we went over to Oklahoma City and they gave us a proper basketball lesson. Generally, Logan, the only thing that worries me about the Magic, like I feel like on paper from like a skill and talent perspective, I feel like we're the better team. Only thing that bothers me about the Magic is they straight up have length. Like I generally feel like this is yep. going to be like one of those things where it's like, you know, Hawks good players, Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, Jalen Johnson, get them. And it's just like they're just going to play like really physical and they're going to use their length because like, Against the Thunder, the, the Thunder's length and size really bothered us. I mean, honest, Logan, I think it's fair to say that we were overwhelmed by their girth and tonnage that game. And I can I see a, a repeat happening against the Magic, although the Magic, I do feel like, are a lot less skilled than the Thunder. Like, they don't, I, they there's don't no have, on the team They don't have a seven-footer like... like uh, they don't have a, yeah, they don't like have a Shea Gildas Alexander. I mean, they don't have a Chet. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they have size and length, and they have some defense, but uh, I do feel like we have the advantage going to this one. And this... this Let's get a win, people. Let, let's get back to the brighter days when we aren't having to argue amongst each other. Let's go back to our winning ways. Amen, brother. I got All nothing, right, I'll I drink got no, to that one. I got nothing else to say because the last thing I said got me, you know, I, last thing I said was questionable. Uh, poor choice of no, words. All right. 
you know, anyways, just want to say thank you to everyone for listening. We appreciate y'all rocking with us and supporting the podcast as always. Be sure to check out the description. You can find the link to our Patreon, bonus content, ad-free content on there. Um, you can find a link to the, our Twitters, mine and Logan's. You can find a link to the Hawks Hawks Twitter account to stay updated on episodes and everything. And beyond that, anything else you may need there. Uh, I haven't said this one in a while. Uh, business inquiries email is in there as well. If, you know, if you want to hit the boys up with some business inquiries. And then uh, last thing. Oh, yeah. You know, we're rolling into the holiday season, Logan. <laughs> we're about three weeks or so away from, uh, you know, the most wonderful time of the year. Uh, Thanksgiving and, uh, you know, Christmas, if you celebrate either of those two. And, uh you know what? You're probably thinking, what's a good gift for grandma? What's a good a stocking stuffer for Sally, my niece? There's nothing better than the gift of a Patreon Hawks Talk subscription. Sign up today. Give your loved ones some bonus content. That's about 10 hours of Logan and Jackson from Hawks Talks. What's better than that? And you can, of course, order that on the QVC channel. Anyways, just want to say thank you guys for listening. Uh, Hawks, don't get exploded on, as Logan, Logan said. <laughs> and, uh, we'll see you on Go the next on, episode of the Hawks Talks podcast. Hope you have a good rest of your week. Love you. Goodbye.